0: hello everybody welcome or welcome back to the disorder podcast my name is jamie if you guys are new here i'm so happy you're joining me i think this is a really good episode if you are new and if this is your first time tuning in i think this is a great episode to tune in on today we are talking about uncommon ways that an eating disorder can kind of peek through in your life I hesitate a little bit to say uncommon signs of an eating disorder because as we know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. Is that who also deals with eating disorders? Whatever. I'm neither of those. I'm not a therapist. I'm not anything like that. So I don't want to come off in a way that seems like I'm trying to diagnose people. This is not me saying that if you have any of the symptoms or can relate to anything that i'm saying in this episode that you automatically have an eating disorder i just want to make that super super clear that and if anything this episode just kind of act as almost like a warning light going off in your head if you do relate to any of this to talk to someone maybe seek professional help if you relate to a lot of these things And just in general, I think it's always good to have a conversation surrounding this topic if this is something that you can relate to at all. So just want to put that out there to begin with. I'm not trying to diagnose anybody. I'm not saying that if you relate to this episode that you automatically have an eating disorder. This is just some uncommon signs that you could potentially be dealing with one and that is not as obvious as the ones that we kind of talk about mainly in day-to-day life of you know signs that you are dealing with an eating disorder. So now that that's out of the way let's do a quick little life update. So when I'm recording this it's December 12th I think, I don't know, all of my days are mushing together. I genuinely have no idea what day it is, but I go home for Christmas on Saturday, so this coming weekend, and I'm super excited. It's a little bit weird because I'm driving from Texas back home, and it's a solid 11 hours, so it's a little bit different from my college town where I would drive two hours and be home and yeah I am excited but if you've been a long time listener you would know that when I'm home I get migraines I think there's something with the house that my dad lives in that is just a little my body does not like it it's a new house we just moved in there at the end of the summer and so i've read some things that maybe it's something you know with the finish of the new house i don't know something but i am a little scared that i'm gonna get migraines because the last time i was there i got two migraines in the span of like 48 hours it was terrible so yeah say a little prayer for me please that no migraines this holiday season i'm really hoping maybe the cold will make it a little bit different a little bit better um but you never know maybe it'll make it worse. Let's hope not. Let's not even say that. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. But anyway, I hope everyone is having a good holiday season. I know that this time of year can always be stressful. This is my first kind of adult Christmas where I'm working and it's a little odd knowing that I'm literally working up until the day before Christmas Eve and then have to get right back to it the day after, or I guess two days after Christmas. But Nonetheless, it's a little bit interesting kind of being in this phase where I don't really feel like an adult, but I'm doing adult things. I'm sure anyone who's 23 can relate to that. I definitely don't feel like I'm an adult, but you know, I don't know. There's definitely benefits to being in this phase of life and there's definitely some things that really scare me. And a lot of times I'll just lay in bed at night and It really is one of those things where, this is going to sound so cliche and whatever, but a lot of times I say things that are, but it really is that saying that's like more money, more problems, and I obviously am not in a place in my life where I'm like rolling in the dough because I just started my first full-time job and I'm in the process of getting my own apartment, which is insanely expensive, and so but it's just one of those things where since i have a full-time job in theory i have more money than when i did in definitely in college and in high school so just in general in my entire life but i am also in return paying for a lot more things i pay for 100 percent of my life my parents do not pay for a penny of my life and that is something that i really pride myself in being 23 and being financially independent and i'm, I'm not saying that everyone is on The same track as me, one way or the other, whether you started paying for yourself before being 23, or if you start paying for yourself after you're 23, it's totally everyone's on their own path. But for me, it's definitely something I take pride in. But there are moments where I just sit there and I'm like, I wish I was 11 years old and did not have a dime to my name and was just so content living life letting my parents deal with everything so it is one of those things if you're listening to this and you're in college i think i do have quite a bit of younger listeners whether that's college or high school i just want to say i know everybody says this and i'm not really even in a place to say it because i just graduated school like literally six months ago so i'm i'm don't want to be that person that's like a day out of college, and it's like, when I was in college, but I will say, just enjoy where you're at, always just try and be in the moment, be present where you are, because everything changes so quick, and I'm still trying to do that here, I'm still trying to be present in my life, where it is right now, because I know it's going to change in a heartbeat, so that was kind of my long life update spiel, but let's get into the episode, let's start chatting, okay, so I have my researched kind of uncommon ways but I wanted to start out with my own personal things because I think that's what it kind of made me think of this episode because so as we know or maybe we don't I don't want to assume that every listener has listened to all my episodes because that's just not realistic so me with my eating disorder journey it was kind of in the peak probably in 2019 2020 was when it was the worst i would say college was was when it was the worst like sophomore year specifically and since sophomore year has progressively gotten better and better i do think that i am fluctuating in being in good terms with my eating disorder and being in bad terms and it's still a struggle on the daily and i don't want to make it seem like it's not but the signs that have come up recently where they were not as obvious as they were in the past with especially with my binge eating disorder binge is very glaringly obvious you overeat and feel insanely guilty about the overeating and eating in surplus and that's just that's the definition of binge eating disorder but since those days i have developed different, more subtle, you know, ways that I'm kind of still having some disordered eating. So we're going to talk about those and then I'm going to get into the more researched reasons. So for me personally, number one is eating the same meals. So this also kind of plays into OCD, which I do have OCD as well. So (laughs) double whammy there, but eating the same meals is a sign of disordered eating because typically it stems from the fear of uncertainty and the fear of uncertainty can stem from eating different meals and not knowing how it's going to affect your body one way or the other whether that's dealing with weight or with just OCD <laughs> and OCD kind of plants it in your head that if you eat something different then you're going to feel sick that you're going to feel guilty you're going to feel x y and z and so For me personally it's a little tricky because since moving to austin i obviously am like i was just saying i don't move into my apartment till january and so i have been staying with some family friends and they have been absolutely incredible but it's one of those things where obviously i'm not in my own space i'm staying with people so i do want to just respect their space and and for me this is just made up in my own head because again they're just the most kind people ever but i don't want to take up a lot of time in the kitchen cooking meals for myself or whatever and so i have just learned to make this one specific thing and it's super quick it's super easy and it's been months months i think four months and i still want it every single day and so i don't think there's anything wrong with that to a degree but it has become a thing where it's just super safe for me I know it doesn't make my stomach hurt I know it doesn't make me feel x y and z and so I've just started eating it just not even thinking about it and it's it's not the best I I really do want to expand my horizons that's a goal of mine in 2023 is to just make myself a little bit more uncomfortable I think A lot of times surrounding my eating disorder journey and recovery journey, I have gotten a little too comfortable sometimes to where it kind of stunts my growth, and I do just want to branch out a little little bit more and just be a little bit more uncomfortable with my food choices specifically. So if this is you and you're listening to this too, and you can relate to eating the same meal or similar meal every single day because it's safe to you I would definitely say to just probably you know speak to someone about it and see where it stems from see where it comes from and just make sure that if it is a meal that you actually do genuinely enjoy that you're still getting variety you're still treating your body kindly and not doing it for the bad the bad reasons, the what is the word I'm looking for? The wrong reasons. There we go. You know what I'm saying. It's late. I was up at five a.m. I can't. I can't help it. Anyway, so going into number two is feeling anxious around foods that you don't know how they were prepared or what the ingredients are in them. So a lot of times, and especially for me, I I am lactose intolerant as well as I think I'm allergic to truffle, truffle oil, blue cheese, and mushrooms. But it's one of those things where I got allergy tested for it when I was like literally eight years old and have just stuck with it for the next 15... Oh my gosh, I can't believe I was eight, 15 years ago. Anyway, for the next 15 years, I have eaten mushrooms. I actually ate mushrooms in the for the first time in Spain because I'm so much of a people pleaser. My post mom on my first day gave me mushroom pasta for dinner and i did not want to say that i was allergic to mushrooms so i just ate it and i know what you're thinking that's like an extreme amount of people pleasing and i know that and we're working on that but i did not have an allergic reaction however spain food is built different european food is built different in general like if you will talk to anyone who has gone to europe and they're gluten intolerant or lactose intolerant they can eat European gluten and lactose. I was drinking cups of milk in the morning, completely fine. And then I came back to the States, had a little tiny spoonful of ice cream It was on the toilet all night. So I know that European food is built different. So I have not tested out the mushroom theory here in the States. But anyway, that long rant was to make just a point, I guess. I feel like in this episode, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place, but what I'm trying to say is, even though I have those allergies, I would kind of hide behind them and use them as an excuse to say, oh, I need to know how this was prepared, or I need to know what's in this, or does this have this in it, and if this has this in it, I don't, I don't want it, or I'm just going to eat a little bit because it looks like it has this in it, and it would make me super anxious when I was around food and I didn't know what was in it. I didn't know how they prepared it. I didn't know what they put in it. I would always want to watch people cook to see what they would put in it to determine how much I could eat of it. And that's just not healthy. I just, it, it just goes against listening to your body and it's still something I'm trying to work on. I feel like these two reasons that I'm, or reasons, the the first two ways that are kind of uncommon signs of the eating disorder, I don't really have a lot of, you know, inspirational ways to overcome it because it's, these two are still something that I'm currently dealing with and I'm still trying to get a little bit of clarity on them and so I am just saying them on here to hold myself accountable and, you know, maybe in a couple episodes there will be progress, but those two reasons are were just a little bit of accountability for myself and those are those are ways that can kind of tell you that maybe you are still struggling with an eating disorder or that you're beginning to struggle with disordered eating in general so that was those first two so let's hop into the more researched ways so number one is excess interest in what other people are eating so this means Maybe you watch what I eat in days regularly. Maybe you have to talk to your friends about what you ate to feel validated. And, and that goes with people who, you know, you know those people. We all know those people that walk in the room and they're like, oh, I need a granola bar because all I've eaten today is blah, blah. Those people are the worst i'm so sorry if you're listening to this and this is you stop it like please stop it (laughs) stop it right now never ever ever walk in a room and try to validate yourself or get validation from others to eat if you are hungry eat like point blank period you don't need to walk in a room and, and justify eating you don't need to you don't need to tell anyone anything about anything regarding food and if you're doing that, that is that could very well be a sign of disordered eating or, or disordered thoughts around food if you feel like you need to kind of get that validation from people that it's okay to eat because it is okay to eat anytime, any day, anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's past 7 p.m. It doesn't matter if it's before 6 p.m. Like, If you are hungry, it is a body cue. Your body is telling you something. You should listen to it. You should listen to it. Not some cosmopolitan article that was researched by a 21-year-old journalist who is just trying to get her internship credit. Like, no. Let's let's do better. Let's do better in what we fuel our bodies with both mentally and physically. Okay? Okay. So, the next reason. I keep saying reason. I've said reason a bunch of times but i keep meaning way so sorry about that the next way that is a little bit uncommon but can be a sign is very specific let me start that over very specific counting and measuring your food this is also something that i still struggle with a little bit sometimes again i'll mask it behind oh i'm trying to get a recipe or x y and z or i'm having a recipe but it's never that simple when it comes to disordered eating if you are eating something and you let's say it's you know candy for example if you pick up a certain amount of that candy and you're like okay i can eat this many and you count very specifically that is setting yourself up to not listen to your body if you're around candy eat it Eat one piece, see how you feel. Eat two pieces, see how you feel. Eat three pieces. Like, you know what I mean? And I find so many times that if I portion something out for myself, whether it's the exact portion or whatever I think I need, I'll eat it and it goes completely differently. Maybe I'll want more, maybe I'll want less. It depends. But if you're setting yourself up to tell yourself what you're going to need in that moment, that's already sending, setting yourself up to not listen to your body, which is against it, it's against your body cues, and that's what we're not trying to do. So that is a uh, that is a sign right there. So the next one is becoming upset if a wrong item was purchased for you or brought to you that is not what you thought it was, and this specifically like an example if you ordered a diet coke at the restaurant and they give you a coke if you are upset if you refuse to drink it it's typically a sign of disordered eating this is also something i struggle with i very much am used to the diet sodas and blah 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 blah, and sometimes i'll drink a soda like if they give it to me in a carton or whatever i'm like oh my gosh what if it's not diet literally i tell you what if it's not diet nothing's gonna happen you're not gonna die you're not gonna implode you're not gonna gain 400 pounds like you are literally gonna be fine you're going to be fine and if if you want to be straight up your body has an easier time most most times i don't i don't want to say always because i feel like someone will always prove me wrong but most times your body has an easier time processing sugar than it does what is in diet sodas. The sur-close, sur-cl- whatever it's called. circle <laughs> Why can I not pronounce that? Su- Okay, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. The fake sugar, your body has a harder time processing. However, we are so conditioned and trained to think that diet sodas are better for us because they're zero calories that we get. We are like afraid. We're afraid of regular sodas. We're afraid of Coca-Colas. We're terrified. And- you know what that's gonna be my challenge this week i am saying it right now on the podcast i'm challenging myself to drink a regular soda you know what tomorrow i'm gonna to do it tomorrow and i'm gonna document it on my instagram at jamie robin j-a-m-i-r-o-b-b-e-n okay okay you know i think i need to make a part two to this episode because there is so many more but i like to try and keep my episodes around 20 minutes because i know people don't want to listen to me ramble so I'm gonna make a part two to this for next week, so we're gonna end it there. As always, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate the podcast. It always helps me out. Give it a review, give it a five stars if you think that's fitting, and yeah, that's all for me today. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye!